0: This is the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast, where divorce coach Corey Shapiro helps you get creative and not reactive in your divorce. Tune in now and get the support you need to make it through this difficult time. Here's Corey Shapiro. Welcome to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast. This is Corey Shapiro. Today, I was biking back from tennis. I sometimes play tennis outside on Friday mornings. I usually play indoors, but it's so beautiful in June. Let's play some outdoor tennis. And I was really getting a little scared because I went on to the city bike app and I found the greenway, you know, the bike lane that goes east to west through the city. And I thought there'd be no cars on there. And I'm on that bike lane I'm in my bike, you know, pedaling along, and next thing you know, there's all these cars in my bike lane. There's these trucks parked, so you have to go into the street, you know, and and if you're in the bike lane, people open their doors. So as much as I try to make it safe, I was pretty anxious. So my suggestion is don't be like me. Don't even ride your bike in the bike lanes in New York City when you're trying to go cross. I haven't found a good way to go cross town. On the the north-south, you can go all the way on the west side, and they have a great, really segregated bike lane. But east-west, not perfect yet, even though they say it's segregated. And that anxiety, that stress, is helpful for us in this podcast because this week we're talking about negotiation. And specifically, we're talking about where a child can move. These are called radius clauses, geographical restrictions, and where the child lives, that's, I I, I can't think of a more stressful, anxiety-producing issue for two parents who have very different views on this. If one parent, for example, wants a child to live in the city And the other parent wants to move, let's say, many states away. So how do we deal with all that? And that's our question. And we start the podcast, as always, with a quote. Then we move into our question. Then we talk about divorce news. And then we do our positive perspective. We like to end with a positive note. So we end with our positive perspective. All right, the quote. Unless both sides win, No agreement can be permanent. That comes from Jimmy Carter. I think what President Carter or former President Carter is saying is let's not move fast into agreements that are not workable. Instead, let's think about a durable agreement, a long-lasting agreement. Let's think of an agreement where we don't have to come back to court. We don't have to deal with unresolved issues later on so we can move on with our lives. And isn't that what we really want, to move on with our lives? All right, question. First of all, if you have a question for the podcast, you want to get it answered, you could go to question.gettingdivorced.org. I may answer your question on an upcoming episode of the Getting Divorced podcast. Without Losing Your Mind podcast. This week's question is from Elena. Elena asks, the custody aspect of our divorce is almost settled, but we cannot decide on a radius clause. How do you suggest I go about this? Our child is 10. We live in a major city. I want 30 minutes by public transportation to our child's school, which must be in the city. The school must be in the city. My husband wants 90 minutes and no public transportation restrictions what are your thoughts well lena thank you for this question it's such a ripe area these relocation issues these radius clauses for dispute i'm just going to give you some perspective and unfortunately our the standard in this area is very subjective It's the best interest of a child standard. What does that mean? Well, if you're in court, it's what the judge thinks it means. If you are in a mediation or in a traditional negotiation, it's what two parents and maybe their attorneys all agree it means. But if you can't agree and you're not thinking of having a trial, you don't want to waste all that money and time, what do parents do? Some parents reach out to what we're going to call a child expert. This could be a therapist who has special training in child development. This could be an educator. Just someone who has some specific knowledge about this area. And that can help you determine in an objective way, and in a way that both parents feel comfortable, what's best for our child. Another issue that comes up is some parents view these radius clauses not from the perspective of best interest of the child, but as the perspective of control. They want to be free to live where they want to be, you know. Not going to move so far away. But why do they have to be so close? And the concern for the other parent is you want to lock down where the child is going to primarily reside, you know, what city, what town, where they're going to primarily go to school. So what happens often in my area, New York City, is, you know, some parents live in the city maybe when the children are younger but as the children get older, maybe they want to flee to the suburbs with their bigger schools or you know, their football fields. Uh, it's a different lifestyle and maybe a better lifestyle in some ways for some parents. Also, you know, in New York City, all these private schools that a lot of parents send their children to, if they're going to do that, cost a lot of money. And public schools, on average it seems gives you more in the suburbs. So there's a big fight over these things. Uh, so one parent maybe wants to move to the suburbs. The other parent says, I'm a city person. I'm not moving to the suburbs. This is where I'm living. And those, those issues come up. So I'm glad, Elena, you're thinking about this. Relocation issues are hard and it's hard to make these durable agreements. And my suggestion to you is just try to find a decider. It could be in a conference in court, and maybe the court will give you their opinion, and maybe you both will agree to that opinion. It could be what we're going to call that child expert who's going to give you some insight into what's best. But I will leave you at this note. Whatever you put in the agreement, if someone really wants to try to move later on, years later, they could probably always come back to court even if you have that provision in the agreement that says you're going to go to mediation a few times before you go to court you could probably always go back to court and you could probably always try to change it change the the parenting schedule change where a child's going to live based on the best interest of the child so i'm not sure how durable necessarily these agreements are unless there's a meeting of the minds So I hope you can flesh all that out now rather than later, which could be really upsetting, really costly, and really difficult. All right. In divorce news, I want to share a story about a master negotiator to help you think more about what we need to do if we're going to think creatively and not reactively about situations. And it's so hard to do when we're stressed and anxious. Like I was, you know, in in my bike lane today with all these cars and trucks, I felt powerless. I felt scared, felt like I was going to lose my life. And that's how a lot of people feel when their child is maybe going to be moved away if there's a relocation case or even if the child just moves from the city to the suburbs. That's such a a different lifestyle. And that's just stressful. So the story I have is with Howard Stern. He's, you know, had a big evolution in his career. He does these wonderful conversations with uh, thought leaders in different creative arts. And he wrote a book years ago and a publisher by Jonathan Carp—that's his name. He's a bigwig publisher. Wanted to do a second book with Howard, and I'm not going to go into how difficult it even was to get a meeting with Howard. Anyone who knows Howard knows he likes to stay home. I think this was before <laughs> video calls, but to really close the deal with Howard, you probably had to do it in person anyway. But what what uh, Jonathan Carp did, what Carp did was he realized Howard didn't really want to write another book. It is time-consuming. It's difficult. Howard has other things to do. He puts all of his energy or most of his energy into his conversations, into his, his radio. So what did he do? Well, when he had that meeting with Howard, that first meeting, he gave Howard a completed first-rate book. We're not talking a draft We're talking the real deal, a completed book. And that took Howard a little back because in his mind, he came into that meeting thinking, well, I'm not really going to write, you know, write another book. I'll meet with this guy because just to be friendly and nice, and he seems persistent and why not to keep up good relations, but I don't really have any, any desire or thought to actually do what he wants me to do carp knew all that and met howard where he was and that's the big shift that's the big shift i want you to think about you meet people where they are not where you are right you meet them where they are and he got howard to take the book and howard's like let me think about it and he looked at the book and you know howard had ocd has ocd he wants to make everything perfect and as he looked at the book. He realized he could improve it. His OCD took over. So he signed the contract with CARP to do a second book, and he released it after I think they went over six editions or six drafts to make it as good as Howard can possibly make it. And I think that's a great thing to think about when we're thinking about being creative. Think about Carp and think about what he did to get the meeting, which was difficult, but also to convince Howard to write the book. He did it by judo. He moved with Howard's energy. And my my I tip my hat to Jonathan. Jonathan, if I could ever do a lunch, I will take a Zoom call. I'm talking 15 minutes. So if you're out there listening to this, I am super impressed with your negotiation skills. So well done. Well done. All right, moving to our positive perspective, we like to end on a positive note. The positive note is this. Let's paint a picture that aligns not with our values, but with the other person's values, with their perceptions. And if we're dealing with an issue of a radius clause, and we're dealing with an issue of a parent wants to move to the suburbs, let's deal with that issue now. So we can have a durable agreement and not just kick the can down the road. You heard me talk about that last week. We're not going to kick the can down the road. We're going to deal with these issues now. So we don't have to come back to court. Hopefully we don't want to come back to court. We don't want to deal with these issues in the future. They're difficult. Let's deal with it now. And I know things change. Who knows? Things always come up. Maybe you have to change things, but let's do our best to, think as creatively as Jonathan Carp would think to make a durable agreement. All right, so let's paint that picture. A good way to do this, to start out before you talk to your maybe your divorce lawyer or your divorce coach, a great way to do this that costs nothing except time, is mind-mapping. And you should be doing, anytime you think deeply about things, mind mapping is great. It helps the brain be creative. The way we're taught to take notes is linear, you know, step by step by step by step. But that's not how the brain thinks. The brain thinks in branches. So put the central idea in the middle. And you could just do this on on, on paper. But there are good programs out there. The one I like is MindNode on Mac, but there's other programs out there, not that costly, and you can then branch out to other areas that you're thinking about from that person's perspective, obviously also from your pers- your, pers- your perspective too, but first we gotta convince the other person to meet them where they are, just like Jonathan Carp did with Howard. And I think if you can paint that picture, you can do some time with your mind mapping, you can come up with some good questions to really flesh out these issues. And the whole point of doing all this, the whole point of doing all this is so we are trying to reduce the budget. We don't want a multi-year divorce battle. We don't want to waste our college, uh, the money we have for, you know, limited money we have for college on lawyers. We don't want to waste our valuable time or emotion. No, we want to move on. Unfortunately, we don't have A divorce that's super easy, but just because there's a little challenges doesn't mean it has to be a multi-year divorce battle if we're thinking creatively. All right, that concludes today's episode. I thank you for listening. We discussed our quote, great quote from President Carter about durable agreements. We had a question about dealing with radius clauses, divorce news we shared how a master persuader, a master negotiator deals with a difficult person who doesn't want to do what you want them to do and get them to do it anyway. And we ended with the positive perspective, painting a picture, spending a lot of time thinking about these issues using mind mapping. right. And next week, we'll be answering a question about move-out clauses in prenuptial agreements. What are these move-out clauses? What am I talking about? Well, a lot of times in these prenuptial agreements, you have separate property. You define separate property as the residence, the marital residence. It's not owned jointly. It's only owned by one party. That's separate property. It's mine. So if this marriage ends, I want you out of my property and that's what you do. You would have a move out clause after some type of triggering event could be called an operative event in these prenuptial agreements, which we'll go over. You say 30, 60, 90 days, you're out. There's some complications we'll get into if there's children or not, but what happens if the other person doesn't leave within the agreed amount agreed upon time? Isn't that stressful? Isn't that frustrating? Does that actually happen? Yes it does, unfortunately. And if you want some more if you want more information before next week's podcast, you can always go to our show's website. This is our third season, so we're developing an archive. You can listen to some of our early episodes. You can see how we're making this podcast better and better. You can go to gettingdivorce.org. You can also read our ebook. It's available on Amazon. You prefer to listen to it like I do. Maybe when you're commuting, we have it on Audible as well. Remember, be creative, not reactive. This is Corey Shapiro. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast with divorce coach Corey Shapiro. Divorce can be a difficult and overwhelming process, but it doesn't have to be. Corey's book is here to help you gain clarity, composure, and a strategic mindset. Get it now as an ebook on Amazon or an audiobook on Audible and unlock the power of these resources to make more informed decisions and gain a better understanding of the process. This podcast offers general information only. It cannot replace legal advice. If you need tailored advice, contact an attorney licensed to practice in your area you